6. The Best the Galoshes Gave The following day, early in the morning, while the clerk was still in bed, someone knocked at his door. It was his neighbor, a young divine, who lived on the same floor. He walked in. "'Lend me your galoshes,' said he. "'It is so wet in the garden, though the sun is shining most invitingly. I should like to go out a little.' He got the galoshes, and he was soon below in a little duodecimo garden, where between two immense walls a plum tree and an apple tree were standing. Even such a little garden as this was considered in the metropolis of Copenhagen as a great luxury. The young man wandered up and down the narrow paths, as well as the prescribed limits would allow. The clock struck six. Without was heard the horn of a postboy. "'To travel! To travel!' exclaimed he, overcome by most painful and passionate remembrances. "'That is the happiest thing in the world. That is the highest aim of all my wishes. Then, at last, would the agonizing restlessness be allayed, which destroys my existence. But it must be far, far away. I would behold magnificent Switzerland. I would travel to Italy, and—' It was a good thing that the power of the galoshes worked as instantaneously as lightning in a powder magazine would— Otherwise, the poor man, with his overstrained wishes, would have traveled about the world too much for himself as well as for us. In short, he was traveling. He was in the middle of Switzerland, but packed up with eight other passengers in the inside of an eternally creaky diligence. His head ached till it almost split. His weary neck could hardly bear the heavy load, and his feet, pinched by his torturing boots, were terribly swollen. He was in an intermediate state between sleeping and waking, at variance with his self, and with his company, within the country, and with the government. In his right pocket he had his letter of credit, in the left his passport, and in a small leathern purse some double louis d'or, carefully sewn up in the bosom of his waistcoat. Every dream proclaimed that one or the other of these valuables was lost. Wherefore he started up as in a fever. And the first movement which his hand made described a magic triangle from the right pocket to the left, and then upwards to the bosom, to feel if he had all of them safe or not. From the roof inside the carriage, umbrellas, walking-sticks, hats, and sundry other articles were depending, and hindered the view, which was particularly imposing. He now endeavored as well as he was able to dispel his gloom, which was caused by outward chance circumstances merely, and on the bosom of nature imbibed the milk of purest human enjoyment. 